You're listening to the Growth Experts Podcast. So if you're looking to 10X your business by learning proven growth strategies, you're in the right place. During my interviews with top CEOs, entrepreneurs, and marketers, I dig deep to uncover the real strategies, hacks, and tools to help you achieve your goals. And I'm your host, Dennis Brown. Hey, have you ever wondered how I generate thousands of inbound leads per year using LinkedIn? Well, this episode is sponsored by my guide, The Ultimate Guide to Generating Inbound Leads with LinkedIn. This is the definitive guide on how to consistently generate inbound leads using LinkedIn and social selling. So if you want a copy of that guide, just send a text to 44222 with the word L-I guide, all one word, L-I guide to 44222, or you can go to my website at askdennisbrown.com forward slash guide. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. And today we have yet another amazing guest. As a matter of fact, he's a returning guest, a good friend of mine, someone I talk to all the time. Matter of fact, we're in a mastermind together that we meet weekly. His name is Jeremy Ryan Slate. He's the CEO of Command Your Brand. Welcome to the show, my friend. Hey, brother. I'm, I'm happy to, to be back here again. I know like we're going to be chatting again tomorrow. I feel like I see you like 10 times a week. This is going to be awesome, man. Yeah. Today, it's really cool, guys, because we're going to talk. I mean, just so you guys know, Jeremy is a podcast PR and marketing master, right? He's been on more podcasts probably than I've actually, than I've actually recorded, which is oddly enough. But ultimately today, he's going <laughs> to... He's going to share. I've been on so many, Dennis, that like, I'll actually stop the host. I'll be like, man, this is great. This isn't the same interview I always do. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. You've been on hundreds though, for sure. (laughs) I know you've been on hundreds of podcasts, interviews with other people's podcasts. And then you have your own podcast, obviously, which we'll talk a little bit about. But today, guys, we're going to talk about three insider secrets to getting more clients through podcasting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So these are three kind of ninja tactics strategies that you don't really think about. And we know this because we've done a lot of interviews. We've met a lot of clients who've paid to be on podcasts, but they're not maximizing the ROI. And so Jeremy's going to break that down. But before he does, tell us a little bit about Command Your Brand. Tell us a little bit about what you guys are doing for clients and then we'll get going. Yeah. So at Command Your Brand, we are the PR firm for the podcast space. So really, I guess you could look at us like a talent agency. People come to us if they want to get featured on high visibility podcasts and also get taught a lot of what to do with that content as well. Because, you know, like you want to be effective with the media that you're getting rather than effect of it. And that's what we try to help our clients do at Command Your Brand. So how long have you been doing that? I mean, it's been several years now that you've had this. 2015 at this point, I think is when we started. We, we started with another partner and just kind of, uh, you know, changed things from there. And we've been Command Your Brand since 2016, I think. And then you have your own show, right? Yeah. What's your podcast? Create Your Own Life. It's been in existence in the first version since 2014 and the current version since 2015. Yeah, it's a super popular podcast. I was fortunate. Jeremy had me on his show a while back. He said some amazing guests. So I definitely suggest you guys check that out wherever you get your podcast on. But today, we're not here to talk about the podcast specifically, but we're here to talk about some marketing, some tips, some strategies on how to maximize your ROI, get more clients. And so this is going to be probably a fairly short episode, but we're going to dive into three primary tactics that Jeremy is using with his clients and that he's used on, you know, he teaches to his clients, but he's also used for his own business. So this, we're not hypothecating here, right? We're, you know, we're actually coming up with, this is real stuff that we do. And so why don't you- This is just, very theoretical. We haven't done any of this before, no. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, I say that because 
I wish it was true, but that's not always what people teach, right? They don't do you always mean, teach. Do you mean that there's coaches out there that coach coaches how to coach coaches when they never coached anybody before anyway? Yeah. Or life coaches who are 21 years old and probably didn't even graduate from college or have a business. We were at an event like five years ago and we had a 19 year old life coach walk up to my wife and tell her he was a love coach. And she goes, have you ever been in love before, buddy? (laughs) Yeah. Listen, nothing against young people be, you know, entrepreneurs. I love young entrepreneurs, right? I mean, trust me, I was a young entrepreneur. I made all the mistakes, but I mean, I think, I think it speaks for itself what we were talking about, but ultimately let's dive into these three strategies, unpack these for us because I can almost guarantee that most of the audience hasn't thought of any of these three things. So take it away. Well, because here's the thing too. Like I think most people don't realize like how you lead up to your call to action is really, really important. So we say that every interview has three parts. There's the story, the message, and the call to action. So the story is, you know, your personal story of transformation. And if you don't have that part down, nothing else you do after there's going to matter because it's like a permission thing, right? You know, people see what you've done in your career, Dennis, and they see that you've actually done it. Like we were just kind of making fun of a little bit there. And they trust you then. So then you have permission to teach them. And when you get to the end of that interview, you're going to have your call to action. And that's where a lot of people mess it up. If you already have a good call to action, you're ahead of 90% of people out there, but they'll get to the end and they'll say, okay, so here's the 27 different places you can find me. And they just start rattling things off. And most people have stopped listening after the first one. A really good call to action is number one, delivered again with a story. I want you guys to take action on this because it took me two years to figure it out. And I don't want you to suffer the same way as I did. So you can go over to, you know, whatever my website is, .com slash blah. And that's how you're going to give away your call to action. You have something, Dennis? No? Okay. <laughs> you're doing some, some, some hand motions over there. So like that's how you're going to deliver your call to action so that it's actually effective. It's really, really important to deliver it that way because then the stuff we're going to talk about today isn't going to matter as much if you don't have a good call to action. So it should be something that applies what you just taught. So for example, a lot of times on a podcast, I'll talk about, you know, how to get and use media. So the thing that I give away is called the seven reasons you're not getting featured in your top, your favorite podcast. So it's actually something that's going to help people get a win from what I just taught. So that's really, really important when you get to the end of an interview. And that's something we always work out with clients. So then once you get to that, we use ClickFunnels for landing pages. I know some other people use Kajabi. We've had some pretty good experience with ClickFunnels. So that's really where people are going to go for your freebie. Now, when people get over there, how the landing page and sequence is put together is actually really, really important. Because I like to say that every call to action is a leaky bucket, right? There's places where people get there and they decide not to take your offer, or maybe they get to a certain point in the offer and they don't continue. So you always want to look for how can I take some more leaks out of my bucket? And that's the really, really important kind of perspective to have putting this thing together. So the way we test it, and we've done this hundreds, if not thousands of times, so we really have an idea of how this works. Page one of your landing page, you say, hey, thank you so much for getting here. Here's the free offer. They put in their email address and uh, their name. And when they click download, it's actually going to push them to the next landing page, which is going to be, and I've seen this work two different ways. Uh, We had a client that basically did a $400,000 in revenue off of the retargeting of this. And what happened at the end of his campaign, at the end of his landing page, he would push people to a, a book a call page. Now, what I've found is over the years, that's become less and less and less effective. So we've kind of changed that a little bit because people are just tired of getting on calls. So our thank you page actually offers people our evergreen webinar sequence once they get there. And that's really, really important. So they're going to get the freebie actually emailed to them automatically. So that's kind of how we have it. And then they're in a seven-day email sequence from there. Because you always want to think of when somebody hears you on a podcast, they're trying to build a relationship with you kind of continuing. Like they spent 30 minutes with you, whatever it may be, but they have to learn to trust you a little bit more. So they're going to spend time with you on that. 
and we do offer the webinar in that email sequence. But our thank you page actually has a webinar in it because we want to get people on that because it converts well. So that's kind of part one of that. See, I really like that because here's the thing, <laughs> just, just taking a step back, right? There was a lot. You, you just said a lot. There was a lot of information. I, I talk too fast here, man. I'm actually trying to catch my breath over here. <laughs> it's okay because replays are free. They can rewind and they can listen to it again. And I would suggest you do that if yeah. you didn't understand it. But ultimately what it comes down to, number one, if you're going to be a guest on a podcast, make sure you have a dedicated landing page, whether that be specific Correct. to the actual podcast you're going on, like for example, commandyourbrand.com forward slash growth experts. That might be something that, mm -hmm. that Jeremy might use. Well, I'll, or, I'll say to people or, too, don't stress either because I, I've, we've tested a lot and we've found the difference is minimal. Or just have a standard landing page, yeah. like I was going to say, which is the second option. But drive people to a landing page that you've tested and converts. And I think those are great tips. You know, And I would try both of those. Book a call. I would try going into it, being able to watch a webinar right there. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I would test both of those things. And I know yeah. Jeremy's done it for his business and it's worked well. So that's step number one. That's getting you, that's getting you on first base. Let's say Correct. you're now on first base and now we got to steal second. How do we steal second? <laughs> well, I'll say first of all, that email sequence that somebody gets when they opt in is really important. And we do a seven-day sequence and then from there they get put into the broadcast emails. But whenever we send out a broadcast email to our list, anybody in the email sequence isn't included because we don't want to email them twice. That can be really, really annoying. But people go into a seven-day sequence with us where it goes through and this is a really important thing because we found this through testing. The things we actually teach in those seven days are the biggest objections we get from people, like radio versus podcasting. Oh, I could pay $25 uh, per thousand to be on a radio show. Great. Nobody's listening to you. So we kind of go through what a lot of these different objections are in the seven days. And then at the end, if they haven't seen the webinar, we offer it again before they get put in the list email. So that's kind of a really important aspect of that. The other thing is what to actually do with the landing page, so that first page you sent people to where they go in and get their freebie there's two pieces of code that you should have on this landing page. The first is actually something I heard about from you, Dennis, and it has supercharged our list growth. And I know he's a previous guest of your show as well. It's getemails.com. So we actually have the get emails code on our landing page. And then from there, people actually go into another constructed seven-day sequence. Because it's important that people don't just get emailed once, they go into a sequence. And once again, excluded emails because you don't want to double email people, give them a reason to unsubscribe. But we're basically then collecting the email addresses of people that are already in a database and adding them to the list because maybe they didn't opt in. You have a high percentage of people that go there and don't opt in. Well, if they're already on a list somewhere, grab their email and you can remarket to them. So that's the first piece of code you should have there. Do you want to say something there, Dennis? No, I, that, oh. I think that that get emails was it's a huge win. I'm so glad I had him on the show. I've been using it. I've been telling everybody about it. Yeah. You started using it. You've had great results. So if you guys want to, we're not going to dive into exactly what that is. Just know it yeah, check works. Out that episode. It works, it's legal, and we're both using it and it's working for us. So check it out at getemails.com. What's the next one? Well, and I'll add to the get emails thing too, this, the sequence that people get put into, a, a, you know, for us it's seven days, maybe it's three days for you. It's really important because then this is actually something you helped me with. Our unsubscribes were really high when people weren't getting put into a, lit, a short email sequence after because they're like, how did I get here? What am I doing here? So it is really important to have that. The other piece of code you should have on that landing page, and this is really, really ninja, is to have a Facebook pixel on that page. Because what you should be doing then is you set up, and I know you had him on the show, Dennis, a long time ago, but if people want to go check out the episode with Dennis Yu, he gets really granular with this stuff with the with dollar a day ad strategy. But what you should be doing then is setting up 30, 60, and 90 day audiences from the people that have been to that. So now maybe they opted in, maybe they didn't, but they're going to be seeing you everywhere. And we do two different ad variations on this. We do one for if people didn't grab the freebie, like, hey, you forgot your free thing, come over here and get it. So we're running one Facebook ad like that. The other Facebook ad we're running 
is for our webinar once they've kind of been through the process. So they get that for, you know, up to 90 days if they're in that sequence. So we're trying to continually fix where the holes are in our bucket, right? People get to your landing page, where are you losing them? So we're trying to plug each one of these places that you could be losing somebody. The other thing that you and I were just talking about, I don't know if you wanted to share this, you wanted me to put it out there, but this is also Super Ninja as well. No, go ahead. I, I take away. <laughs> so one of the things that we teach all of our clients to do, and one of our clients actually sold a $10,000 coaching package to somebody that was already on his own email list from, is we tell people download a CSV file of your own email list, upload it to Facebook ads, and then what you should be doing is every time you're on a podcast, you set up a dollar a day ad, or maybe a little bit more than that if you want to, of that podcast episode to your list. Because for a lot of people that have been following you for a long time and haven't bought something, there's something they need to hear from you. And it could be on any one of those podcast episodes that you just don't know. Maybe somebody asked you a different story that you haven't been asked elsewhere before. But you want to make these, these podcasts work for you by retargeting people that are already familiar with you. So that's another really, really good thing to think of. And if you want to go out from there, you can do lookalike audiences, but people just aren't going to be as familiar with them. So the strategy doesn't work quite as well. Yeah. So I love those two those two strategies, both of which you talked about, were retargeting type strategies. One was, yeah. you know, retargeting people that have that have been added to that pixel bucket on Facebook. And this will work with, you know, this will work with pretty much any platform that does yeah. pixeling. But we're talking about Facebook, right? Because that's has a tendency where people are, you know, where people spend the most amount of time. So so yeah, so I think the the retargeting of the people that actually hit the landing page. Maybe even a different one for people to hit the thank you page, right? Yeah. Because now they've taken the next step. They've gotten further. And then, and then the other part is the email list. And I love the whole concept of, you know, that theory of a dollar a day, whether it's a dollar a day or $3 a day or $5 a day. The point is, is it's mm-hmm. very low cost, but you're putting your message in front of all the right people, not just people, right? Because we all know that the majority of the people out there don't care about what you have to offer, but you're only, so why spend all that money? to try to advertise to them and try to filter them out, the retargeting does that for you. So Correct. that's why I really love these. These are really three super simple strategies that, that anybody this week could start to implement. Right? Well, and the thing too, by doing, by even like, even having a call to action, like, and having a one solid one that you give out, 90% of people aren't doing that. So like, if you do that and you have this, you're already ahead of 95% of your competitors that aren't doing this. Yeah, you mean guests get to come on the show and what they'll do is they'll say, Hey, go here, go here, go here, go here, go here. They'll give you 10 different websites to go to okay. versus Here's my one. grandmother's email address. Nobody cares about your grandma. Stop. Yeah, just go to one page <laughs> and then from there, give them whatever you want. If you want yeah. them to see your social, your, your different social links, then put it on that page. If you want oh my them God, to Dennis, in your email, I, I, I had somebody page. once, this would have made you cry, man. They started spelling out a bit.ly link at the end of the podcast. <laughs> they started spelling out the bit.ly link. Like, don't do that, guys. Don't use a bit.ly link as your call to action. Yeah, I laugh when people say www, but yeah. the bit.ly link is worse. <laughs> Definitely worse. Listen, just so you guys know, when you bit.ly slash, when you're doing a call to action for a website URL, you do not have to say www. Just say askdennisbrown.com forward slash or whatever your domain is. Okay. So that's just a little bit of a, a super simple hack. So, so listen, guys, those are three really simple things that you can implement. Those are things that number one, I need to start implementing more. I know Jeremy's doing it. I'm doing the good emails for sure. That's worked yeah, extremely well. I got that from you. Yeah. And the Facebook retargeting, I'm absolutely foolish for not doing that with my own show because here, here's the other thing. This doesn't just work. Well, tell me what your opinion is. This will work for people that want to just promote their podcast to their audience for more downloads and viewers, not just 
if you're a guest on somebody else's podcast. Because I know that's really how we framed it is if you're a guest on somebody else's podcast and how to maximize that. But you well, can you know also what, you know use what I these do similar is, strategies on your own podcast if you are a podcast host. Well, you know what I do as well, and it's actually worked stupidly well for us, is I tend to retarget other people's audiences that are similar to mine. So like for you, I think maybe Neil Patel might work really well or something like that. But we actually, we have a lot of crossover from people that listen to Lewis Howes and listen to my show. So we actually retarget a lot of ads for podcast episodes for people that listen to Lewis Howes and, you know, are based in, we, we look at three major cities. We look at Miami, New York, and Los Angeles because it kind of gives us the best reach. That's also really helped us for retargeting my own podcast. Love it. Perfect. Well, listen, my friend, I told everybody we're going to keep this short. Anything else yeah. you want to add about maximizing the ROI for being a podcast guest or anything else related to podcasting? And then we'll wrap it up for today. Yeah, well, I think it's just kind of back where we started, man. And this is a conversation you and I were even having before we recorded. Like the mindset change before this is really important. Like you have to be effective with your appearances in your media, not effect of it. Like too many people like want to get on a podcast and just wait for their leads to roll in. You got to do some work on the back end and have a lot of this stuff set up because if you're not set up, you're not going to take full advantage of this. So be effective with your PR, not effect of it. Love it. Perfect. Listen, if you guys want to get on more podcasts, learn about getting on podcasts, make sure you check out Jeremy. He's going to, I'm sure he's going to send you to some sort of a link here in a minute, <laughs> but I can tell you that he sends me, you know, for the growth experts podcast, we've probably had at least 20 people on the show or more that he sent me from his agency, from, you know, from his business and they've all been high quality. So if you want to get on top podcasts, make sure you reach out to Jeremy let them know how they can connect with you and learn more about Command Your Brand and then we'll wrap it up for today. Absolutely. Well, I know a lot of people were heard a lot of what we talked about today and they're like, damn, I'm confused as heck. Like, I want to make it easier for you guys. So I put together a really awesome white paper called The Seven Reasons You're Not Getting Featured in Your Favorite Podcast. And it's going to go over a lot of what we talked about today as well as a lot of what you do with online media. So you can actually get that by going to commandyourbrand.com slash seven reasons and the word seven or the number seven will work for that. Love it, man. Listen, appreciate you being my friend. I will talk to you tomorrow in our mastermind and I'm sure you know, we'll, we'll get you back here on the show again. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. Thank you so much for having me back. Listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. I truly appreciate your time. If you're enjoying the podcast, then do me a huge favor. Click the subscribe button now and please leave me a review. It would mean a lot to me.